The potential buying power of gold has importance for determining silver's usage as money. For example, if gold reaches a price in U.S. dollars of $2,000 per ounce, then the smallest practical coins, being the one-tenth ounce pieces, would have a value of roughly $200. This is far too large for a great many daily transactions such as buying bread, milk, or gasoline. If coins were to be used in commerce, it would require a smaller denomination currency unit, which could be silver. The United States of America was conceived in liberty, with each individual guaranteed natural rights given by the Creator and secured by the Constitution. Additionally, the U.S. was founded on sound money, a silver standard. But just as importantly, the First Nation was based on quasi-free market capitalism. As time went on, individual freedoms were stripped away, an early example being when John Adams signed the Aliens and Seditions Act. These acts were comprised of four different bills passed by the Federalists and signed into law. The Naturalization Act increased the residency requirement for American citizenship from 5 to 14 years. The Alien Friends Act allowed the president to imprison or deport aliens considered, quote, dangerous to the peace and safety of the United States, unquote, at any time. This is entirely subjective, augmenting the stripping of civil liberties during that time. The Alien Enemies Act authorized the president to do the same to any male citizen of a hostile nation above the age of 14 during times of war. The controversial Sedition Act restricted speech, which was critical of the federal government. Economically, free market capitalism began to erode with the founding of the First Bank of the United States and the Second Bank of the United States, which set back progress and development due to exaggerated central bank-induced boom-bust cycles. The rise of the Jacksonian movement reversed much of the central bank meddling for quite some time. Jackson's successor essentially abolished the U.S. Treasury, moving back toward the founder's original intent. Moving ahead to the crime of 1873, when silver was demonetized, indicating the U.S. was moving away from its roots even though the country was on a de facto bimetallic standard for the following 26 years, in 1900, the U.S. was on a gold standard de jour. We then come to the founding of the Federal Reserve, the timing of which coincided with the increasing severity of boom-bust cycles to present day. The founding of the Federal Reserve officially marked the change of America from one of quasi-free market capitalism to one of statism, which has grown increasingly worse over the last 100 years. What is probably most disturbing nowadays is a part of the fairly recent institution of the National Defense Resources Preparedness Act, According to the second chapter of Title 12 of Subchapter 4, Section 95A, the federal government can confiscate gold and silver, but only under the following circumstance. Quote, During the time of war, the president may through any agency that he may designate, and under such rules and regulations as he may prescribe, by means of instructions, licenses, or otherwise, investigate, regulate, or prohibit any transactions in foreign exchange, transfers of credit or payments between, by, through, or to any banking institution, and the importing, exporting, hoarding, melting, or earmarking of gold or silver coin or bullion, currency or securities, end quote. Concluding these first two chapters regarding silver's use as money throughout history, and the United States in particular, was that the political importance of Andrew Jackson's railroading of the Second Bank of the United States and was of great significance as it showed that a central bank could be broken by the proper ideology, that of freedom. Could a return to sound money take place today with the current bureaucracy? It is important to note here that critics of the gold standard point to a period from the founding of the Federal Reserve 
through Nixon closing the gold window, but this wasn't a true gold standard. The monetary system was unstable because initially bank deposits only needed to have 40% gold backing. This allowed the central bank to induce an artificial economic boom, the Roaring Twenties, and corresponding bust, the Great Depression.